Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over and start using it now. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Even in my book, I wrote this part called $100 Off Days, where my goal is to build my business on my off days, just my off days, because I was working five days a week on my job, two days a week on my dream. Every single day, my goal is to go out and sell four T-shirts. I'm selling T-shirts for $25. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to sell four T-shirts. I'm trying to make $100 on each off day. So my boy was like, nah, you got to grind, man. You got to work every single day. I know myself. I'm low-key lazy. I work hard because mm-hmm. I'm kind of lazy. Yeah. I want to get to a point where I don't got to do nothing. You work smart. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, that's what lazy people say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my, my goal is I'm focused on whatever happens throughout the week is extra, but my goal is on my off days, fill it with work. If I can put time into my job, I can put time into my, my business. So I started hitting these these $100 each off day. So I called my boss like, yo, can you only put me on four days a week instead of five? Because I knew if I could make $200 on two off days, if I had three off days, I could make 300. Mm-hmm. And that joint started to hit. So long story short, by the time I quit my job, I was like working a day a week. So I like trans. So I, I teach people to transition out of their job. Mm-hmm. Let's set these small goals and build from there. So can you talk about that? Because that's important as far as, it's all about strategy yeah. in life. And it's like, you never just want to jump out the window with anything. So. Can you break that down a little bit to transition out of your job? I like that yeah. idea. Was it was like I'm thinking to myself like was there any fear in that? Like or what, how did that play on your mind? Like I'm I'm doing this, I'm out. I don't know. It wasn't really a it wasn't really a fear because it happened so gradually. You know what I mean? It's like th- with this podcast, you drop one episode, then two, then three and it starts to build. So I'm trying to make on my just the two I'm, my goal is to make $200 a week. If I can't sell 8 t-shirts in 7 days, 
You know what I mean? Like, so it was it wasn't like a fear of, oh, I gotta go quit my job. That would be scary. I'm just trying to make a couple more dollars to like go to the club and hang out and put something on a bottle. <laughs> I, I still want to go buy it myself, but I want to be a person that can chip in. Yeah. So it it wasn't really a fear, especially because since I was a kid, I've always been trying. Mm-hmm. The hard part was sticking when I'm only making two hundred dollars a week, like mm. or or sticking when I'm not really making any money. Instead of saying, "Yo, you know what? I think I'm gonna try real estate because t-shirts don't work." It was just me. So the mm. hard part was just staying in my lane and, you know, just staying one course for a while. Yeah, it, it goes back to your, uh, and I looked at your, your page, the life cycle of a good idea. Yeah. It, this sounds like the life oh, cycle of a good Oh, for sure. Everybody ideas. goes through it, too. You know what I mean? Like, can you break down that process? Because I'm sure there's a lot of people that have ideas and they make it to the first stage of excitement, yeah. but they never make it to the last stage. Oh, never. So uh, I came across this presentation. I was on tour with ET uh, 2017, and I think like a few hours before um, I was supposed to turn in my presentation, I just I was like, yo, I got it. The life cycle of a good idea is excitement. Everybody gets excited about the idea, but then you got to move to evolution where you got to start evolving the idea, which is not as exciting as when you got the idea and you get to tell everybody mm-hmm. and you see the vision, yo, this goal was take me out of my job. So excitement, then evolution, then engagement. So after you evolve it, you got to engage people. That gets scary. Mm-hmm. Cause you gotta actually approach people and make a sale. And try to get the buy-in. You gotta get people to buy in. Yeah. But then with engagement comes resistance. You'll automatically have those people to say, yo, I don't wanna buy it. And then you have to make a decision. And the decision is either get excited about something else or move into expansion. But the trick is taking each stage with you. So if you're excited and you move to evolution, you gotta be excited while you're evolving the idea. And some people move from evolution to engagement, but they stop evolving the content. Mm. So once you start to hit resistance, if you're still engaging people and evolving, you're asking people, okay, why aren't you buying this? Because you're still evolving it. You're still trying to get better, meaning you're still engaging. You're assessing it. You're assessing it. And then you make a decision to just don't get excited about something else, fight through it, take all that data, get re-excited about the same concept, Retool it, yeah. keep engaging, go through the resistance, and then you, you expand. You, Not, you said something important, and Shadi comes from a sales background, and you come from a sales background. You said a sale starts when somebody says no. Oh, for sure. In my mind, I'm like, yeah, somebody says no, I was next to the, to the next person. <laughs> but what, what's the importance of that? Like, what's the philosophy behind that? I mean, when you go into a shoe store, obviously somebody comes up to you and they're like, can I help you? And you always say, no, I'm good. <laughs> like, we're trained to say no. Yeah. The actual set, the game starts when they say no first. Mm. So I was expecting, yo, you want to buy this T-shirt? And they say no. I'm like, ah, all right, man. Well, I got to go to the next person. But then I realized that one of my mentors said, yo, make them tell you no twice. So I'm like, yo, would you like to make buy this T-shirt? And they say, nah, I'm good. And I'm like, yo, are you sure? Look at this. Like, look at that. Like, this, this, this would be dope with your shoes. And for some reason, I started converting. Like, people like, oh, all right, wow. yeah, you're right. Let me get it. Right, so now, you know, fast forward, I was able to leave the Cheesecake Factory and jump into the kiosk. I make you tell me no till you walk away. Because, yo, I've converted on the third sale, The I mean the third no, the fourth no. And sometimes people will buy because they tired of you asking and they know you're not gonna let them go. Look, I got some, all right, cool, just give, all right, give me that one, here. Take it. Let me tell you no more than once. <laughs> yeah, now the sales is, we talked about that a few times on the podcast. It's something that most people are extremely afraid of because nobody likes to talk to strangers. Like, we're conditioned as kids not to talk to strangers. Oh, like, yeah, that's the first thing sure. they tell you. Don't talk to strangers. And that carries over as an adult. 
And it's like right. to walk up to somebody, especially to try to ask them to buy a product and to spend money with you is like, is terrifying for most people. But I always say like, if you can actually sell, do sales, I, I recommend anybody that wants to do, be in business to do at least one year of sales. Oh yeah. Selling something. I don't care whether it's life insurance, whether it's knives, whether it's <laughs> cell phone cases, you gotta be able to right, sell right, something. Right. If, if you could sell something, A, it takes a fear away. Yeah. And you'll realize that the worst thing in the world is not a no, yeah. right? It's not like, People say no. You're still living. Like you know what I mean. Yeah, it's like sure. you got to develop thick skin to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, I got a client. Shouts out to my man Sam. He came on our, our coaching call. Like I have a call in the mornings, and he said, "Man, what, how do I take my business to the next level?" And my question was like, "Yo, how many people do you ask to buy your service?" And he said, "Man, not that many." I said, "Yo, how, give me a number. Like how many people do you actually ask?" He said, "Well, uh, I don't, not a whole lot, but bro. How many did you ask yesterday?" He said, "None." I said, that's the problem. So this is what I want you to do, because he's afraid to ask for the sale. Mm-hmm. I said, uh, uh, or he's he's, a, he's afraid to attempt, he's afraid to like uh, like get into sales. But what I told him was, I just want you to ask three people a day. That's your goal. I don't care whether they buy or not, because the pressure is in their answer. And But if you condition your mind to say, yo, my goal is not to make a sale, my goal is to just ask five people every day. So I can go to the store and say, yo, I don't want to bother you. My coach make me do this. Um, would you like to buy this T-shirt? Okay, that's one. Hey, mom, I know I, I, I ain't talked to you in a little while. I never, I've asked, I never like never tried asked. to sell you anything, but yeah. let me get my number out. And if you can start to get your number out, three sales, five, just make five calls. Make your goal, make your goal the work, not the reward, because the reward is scary, because if you don't get it, you're disappointed. But what you can control is the work. That's the only thing you can control. Mm. So is there uh, is like a fine line between persistence and annoyance? Because I could imagine like, yo, get this, get this, get this, and it's like, all right. Is there I mean, a fine line there? To make a sale, you got to be kind of annoying a little bit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, you yeah. got to ask certain people. It's going to be somebody you want to get on the podcast. They say no. Next time you see them, you need to ask them again. It's only our inside. We feel like mm-hmm. we're being annoying. Yeah. But sometimes people just forget. Or... And I learned this at the Cheesecake Factory. So dope. People want to, they want to eat cheesecake, but they want you to convince them. They want to do it, but mm. the right thing to say is no because it's high in fat calories. But they really want me to ask. They really want me to convince. They feel good, strong-willed, because <laughs> they're saying no because they're on a diet. Yeah, we got this new one. <laughs> oh, for sure. They'll be happy when I convince them. No, it's the no thing is extremely important. And it's important for people to understand not to take things personal. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I just... Living in New York, I, I was on the subway uh, years ago, and I just did like an observation. It's like people, these guys handing out like free newspaper. They're mm-hmm. free to any anybody that's like coming through the, the turnstile. And every single person was like, "No, I'm good." They looked. They was just, and I'm I'm thinking to myself like, it's free. It's a free newspaper. Right. <laughs> Why not take it? But right. it's like they're just conditioned, conditioned that he's trying to sell me. He's not even trying to sell. He's giving it away. Yeah. And it's like no. It's like the same thing. It's like. A pretty girl, like you might want to dance with a pretty girl, and she, before you even, she's like, no, but it's like you didn't even look at me. Right? No, but she's just used. Yeah. She's conditioned to say no. So yeah. I say I have to say like people in general are conditioned to say no. So peeling back that layer and saying like, well, why? It's free. It's a free newspaper. Why yeah. do you want to take it? Like, yeah. I mean, like let me just get the no out of the way. And you're not going to convince everybody, but some people, once you just get that first layer, like if you can get past that first layer. It's like a home run after that. Yeah, I think how you how you do anything is how you do everything. So if if you're uh, attempting to make a sale and they say no, 
if you're working on a product and you just can't figure it out, like these mics, you just couldn't figure out how to get it working, you'll probably stop at that too and just get another mic, mm-hmm. right? But once you develop a certain um, a certain level of persistence, you, once you develop that trait, that carries to everything. You know what I mean? Like if you can be if you can be <clears throat> persistent in a in a sales transaction, you could be persistent in getting that person interested in that, enough to date you or trying to close that deal I believe how you do anything is how you do everything so you sound like you're gonna be the host on bachelor man <laughs> <laughs> so what are some steps like you said you coach people um to become entrepreneurs from the, the nine to five what are some steps I'm sure there's a lot of people that may listen to this podcast that have nine to five jobs and want to become entrepreneurs like what are some practical steps that people can take I think the first step is just set a goal and I don't care what the goal is ideally if you're new in entrepreneurship, you don't want to set a sales goal or a reward goal. You want to set a work goal. So mm-hmm. your work goal might be starting out from six to seven every single day. I'm going to work on this product or this project, whatever it is I'm doing from six to seven. If you got a podcast from six to seven, I'm reaching out to people to be on my. I don't care what they say. Their answer doesn't have anything to do with me. Mm-hmm. But for me to hit my goal from six to seven because that works on consistency you get more comfortable reaching out and you're putting a whole bunch of people in your pipeline this for this particular scenario i guess with podcasting but the first step is to set a a consistent goal that you can hit because you can't control if somebody buys or not Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i think the first step is if you have a business you set some work goals and out of those work goals, if you get comfortable in that long enough, then you set some small reward goals and you just do that consistently. My my goal is to sell one a day, whatever the product is. Let me just sell one a day. And you do that often enough, you'll get tired of that. Now, you know what? I'm glad you said that because that's something that I learned <clears throat> early on in business when I was first came into business, right? And I learned that you can't, People make the mistake all the time because they say, okay, I want to make $100,000. And in order to do that, I need to make $2,000 a week, right? And it's like, okay, I'm going to make $2,000 a week. I'm not going to work two weeks out the year. So if I make $2,000 for 50 weeks, I'll make $100,000. But that's not really an attainable goal because it's like, what does it take to make $2,000 mm-hmm. a week, right? And you don't know. Exactly. You've never done it. So yeah. it's like if you're selling a product, right, you might say, okay, I need to sell 10 of these, whatever they are, in order to make $2,000. But but even saying, all right, I'm going to sell 10 products, that's really not a good goal because how are you going to sell 10 products? You got to dig deeper to say, okay, in order to sell 10 products, I know I need to speak to 100 people. Exactly. So the goal is not to sell 10 products. The goal is to speak to 100 people. Exactly. So now you dig it down even deeper and it's like, okay, well, how do I speak to 100 people? I need to get 25 referrals. Mm-hmm. I need to go to five networking events. Mm-hmm. I need yep. to cold call 100 people. Yep. That's the formula for me to speak. My goal is to, if I speak to 100 people, I'm going to sell 10 products. I'm going to make 2,000. But a lot of times people do it backwards. Yeah. They say, I'm going to make 2,000. They get frustrated because it's June and they haven't made any money. Right, right. <laughs> and it's like, they just quit. Yeah, the question is like, how long did you think it was going to take to be successful? <laughs> right. business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.